1: that and yeah anybody can apply it's that's drive the motivation like just grind out and do it. like that's 80 percent of business the rest of it get a mentor to help you dial in and it's like at first it's like you just got to do it and then all the details and everything else falls into place
0: on today's episode of the cls experience we have a very special treat he's a badass business coach mentor and entrepreneur he went from swinging a hammer to becoming the real estate expert, and now he's an e-com automating machine, just a juggernaut in all facets of life and a phenomenal human being. Please welcome Terry Thayer. How you doing, Terry? Good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great, my man. Like I was saying before we went on air, I couldn't be more excited for today. I know you've done a bunch of these. We'll keep this different, fresh, and we'll manufacture magic together here today. Let's do it. Let's do it. I know you know how to do this. <laughs> and I, I, lo- I know the audience is going to fall in love with you in two seconds, and they're going to want to hear about your journey, but we're going to start it off. We're going to have a little fun and get a little weird. You ready for me? Let's do it. Terry, simply put, what's your superpower?
1: My superpower, I believe, is uh, taking taking something and turning it into a system, simplifying it, and outsourcing it. I love I that. I believe it's something that I've been able to uh, to do very well. Yeah. It's something that I need to do a little bit better of a job
0: of because and I know you've dealt with this in the past. Like we can't wear all the hats. We have to delegate,
1: bro. This was not an easy thing for me. This took many years and now I've become obsessed with it. I used to be a total total control freak. I mean, I used to have to do everything myself and it just got to the point where something clicked and I got better at it, better at it, better at it. Now I'm obsessed with it. I love that. Can I ask you a question?
0: Are you standing right now? Yeah. That's unbelievable. It's so funny because <laughs> stand- I'm always standing. Everyone's like, I can't believe you sit down when you film your podcast, but I want to bring the, the energy down just a little bit. That's awesome that you're standing.
1: Yeah. I have a, I, I have a stand-up desk with screens and all that stuff. Yeah. I love to stand. That's great. Terry, describe yourself in three words. Oh, man. You're going to some big things. Um <laughs> I get a pain in the ass. Is that true? <laughs> um, I am, uh, I, I'm obsessive. I don't know if that's good or bad. It can be good at sometimes bad at, at other times. Gifted a curse. Uh, just obsessive, determined and, uh, just creative. I always try to get creative on how I can create more freedom. Yeah. Likewise yeah That's great. What's something
0: very interesting about you that a lot of people might not know? Mm.
1: something very interesting. so I'm an open book, so everybody knows everything <laughs> like I don't I, like, my biggest problem is I don't have a filter so people not knowing um, something very interesting about me I don't know is that I'm not very interesting. I just <laughs> give yourself a little credit I, I do I freaking. I, I work. And I hang out with my family, my kids, and I love to go on vacations and love to travel. Something very interesting. How about this? People know about it. Is uh, last year, 2020, uh, we've got riots happening in the U.S., COVID, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I, I don't know. I need a, I need a change of scenery, and I got up, picked up, took the whole entire family, dog, everything, removed to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, for five months. Wow. So That's that was cool. interesting. We that lived on the cliff of this, uh, this, this neighborhood, like right this cliff overhanging the Pacific Ocean. Uh, I saw whales coming by every day. It was it was a pretty cool uh, um, experience for us. That's beautiful. Five months. It's nice, right? A nice trip. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I didn't want to leave. But the family got homesick. I was actually, so check this out. I, I came back to North Carolina. Well, I went to a mastermind up in Ohio, came down to North Carolina for one day, sold my car to go back to sign a one year lease on this, on this house in, uh, San Jose, which is just north of like Cabo San Lucas where everybody goes. And I get back and my wife and my my kids are like, oh, we're homesick. We want to come home. I'm like, I just sold my car to move here. What do you mean? This is the car it took me three, four months to find.
0: That's funny. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, what makes you feel most alive?
1: Uh my kids. My my, my kids, my family, uh, the things that Watching them grow, evolve, and become the people that they're becoming. Like my my daughter, seventeen. She's I just got her a mentor. Uh, she's uh, starting her own business, her own first business in e-commerce. And
0: seventeen, that's great.
1: Yeah, seventeen. Like yeah, one. I told my kids, I'm like, look, you you cannot leave my house. You're not allowed to leave my house to master sales and marketing. So. After that, everything else is easy, right? So I, I want them to, to, I'll get them mentors. I'll, I'll do whatever I can. But yeah, um, just, just watching them in, evolve into, you know, from what they were to what they're becoming. That's just like, it's a proud moment. That's beautiful, brother. And I love the fact
0: that daughter is 17 and she has a mentor. Like if, if I don't have many regrets because I believe everything happened for a reason and they shape us. But one thing I will say is I wish I had a mentor earlier on in life and the fact that you're, embodying this in your children at such a young age when they're supposed to be a sponge and that's amazing and i guarantee you that the results are going to be staggering from that that's Uh, one of my biggest regrets
1: one of my biggest regrets is that it took me till 2012 to even know that there are mentors and coaches out there i thought the only way to getting any any of that is to go to college right we had no no clue so I, i i wasted many years of uh my my Business years, like really, I mean, I've been in business 24 years and, you know, nine years ago, I just learned about mentorship. Yeah, well, better late
0: than never. And for Thank the audience you. listening, it's very valuable because you do, you can't have all the information about everything. A mentor will guide you. It'll give you experience, wisdom. They can prevent mistakes and so forth. And just to be clear, like something I had to learn along the way is like you have to put your ego aside and use the world as your playground. If there's people that you can grab knowledge from and you don't take advantage of that, the joke's on you. And I've even heard you say this, Terry, because I'm such a big fan. And obviously preparation breeds confidence. It's not that like, if people that are struggling, maybe financially, and they say they can't afford it, you can't afford not to. Yep,
1: yeah, very, very true. Yep. I love it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, mentors save you a lot of time and money, for sure. hundred percent. Terry, what is your definition of success? Freedom. To be able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, whenever I want. It just, it's freedom. That's literally the goal is is to freedom, not financial freedom, like literally freedom from everything. Amen. I couldn't agree more.
0: And this is the last one. We're going to get a little deep. You ready? Yeah. When did you officially become Terry
1: 2.0? Mm, okay. Uh, that's actually pretty easy for me. Um, <laughs> Terry 2.0 is probably only about three or four years old. So I told you, I learned about mentorship in 2012. I went to my first mastermind in 2014. I had a huge aha moment in 2014 to the point where I came back and fired every single person who worked for me and said, I'm going to start over. And then it took me a couple of years to really practice that whole thing and just be obsessive to figuring all this out. And then that's what got me to be the outsourced person that I am, the person that creates systems, simplified, s- simplifies things. And I would say like, 2017 is when things really started to duplicate over and over and over. So 2.0 start the first 2.0 was uh, I would say probably about 2017 where it really started to show um, a a big difference. But I would say every morning I wake up, there's another there's another better, different version of me. That's the beauty of the charity, right? Yep, (laughs) that's
0: right. I love that you have that mentality, like you've never arrived. Like every day you're back at it, like wanting to improve and grow. And so very, it's, that's very special. Yeah. Hell yep. yeah. I want to take it back. because I know the audience is going to hear a little bit about the story. Take us back in the beginning, like when you were growing up. And also I know you were kind of born into it from your pops, like being a contractor in that type of world. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I grew up in, uh, you're in Manhattan. I grew up in upstate New York, you know, farmland. You guys all, all say from Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> So I grew up in Rochester, New York, and uh, I was just like, I definitely was born with that entrepreneurial spirit, like hustle and just want to make money and want more. And, you know, we weren't well off. I would say we were lower middle class at best growing up. My father was a contractor, you know, when he worked all the time, like literally all the time. So every time there was a break, I just was obsessed of of how to learn what he did to make more money to create things. I just became interested. He was a carpenter. So I, every break I had, summer breaks, holiday breaks, whatever it was, I went and worked with him in the snow and the heat, whatever, whatever it was. And uh, he ended up moving down uh, to North Carolina, where I currently am right now in 2004, about four or five months later, I followed him, moved down here at the beginning of 2005. And, um, he started growing this business and really he came down to north carolina right time right place and just got to know the right people right off the bat and within a few short years he was a multimillionaire. he had this huge company and i ran i was a project manager for uh for this company and it got to the point where i had 250 guys over 250 guys underneath me 60 of them were my own guys where i was traveling up down the east coast doing apartment complexes while we were doing siding, roofing, windows, gutters, stuff like that. And I had 17 crews plus uh, all the delivery guys and all this stuff. And I was, man, I remember Nextel phones, like the, beep, <laughs> the bleeps. two of them. Yeah. One for all my guys and one for all the superintendents. And beep, I was like, beep. <laughs> yeah, the big beat. Like I hear that noise now and I, I cringe, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what's, I feel like something's coming at me. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I, um, just that, that whole grind and hustle. And I had to kind of figure things out. Right. But then it got to the point where I was like, this is getting old. So I went to him and I said, look, either you make me a partner or you pay me a whole lot more money. And I want to do other things except for the same thing. Like I, I feel like it's groundhog, the movie groundhog day. I wake up the same thing, wake up, same thing. Yeah. It was just on repeat. Right. So I may, I proposed that and neither one went. So I ended up leaving in 2000. 2000, I'm. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I just knew I wanted more, right? So I started doing renovations on houses, doing different things. 2002, a friend of mine and I bought a house. Cut the roof off, put a second floor addition. And then that's just where everything just started taking off. We went, put the sign out in the yard, like as if we were a company. We weren't even a company, right? And, and you know, we're buying houses in the neighborhood. We're doing renovations. We're selling houses like crazy. And we started this, uh, real estate investing company, flipping houses, tearing down houses, building new, uh, putting additions on them and selling them. Um, and just, just all that just started just, just going like crazy. And we were doing, Although we're doing uh $1.1 million houses to uh $1.9 million houses for a while there. And in North Carolina, you're in New York, Manhattan, you're like, oh yeah, my closet's $1.1 million. (laughs) (laughs) No, these are you know, these that's a big house. Is a nice house in this area, right? So um it's it just uh that whole thing about uh real estate investing I, and I was figuring out all this out by myself. I was gonna say how did you know all the homework and stuff? How I don't you- even know. I like I don't it was like he did more of the business end the financing and stuff like that. And I I did more of like the the, the nuts and bolts parts of it out in the field and in with these properties because I was a carpenter. But I just think I started in two thousand and two two or t- two thousand twelve two thousand no two thousand and two and then two thousand and twelve is when I uh, learned about mentorship. I'm not sure if I said that wrong back b- before, but 2002 is when I got started with real estate investing. 10 years I went, like figuring all this out. We did pretty well. Real right? quickly, Terry, when you started is that where the name Titan Development came from? Yes. Yeah. That was tight ty- Titan Development. Yes. And me and me and a friend of mine, Titan Development, literally we put the like, Titan Development, we put this uh, sign we had the sign <laughs> shop make, make this whole thing, put it out in front of the house. And we're like, yeah, we're Titan Development. We never got an LLC DVA, nothing. Afterwards we did, and we actually became Titan Development. But yeah, it was it was uh it was pretty cool. It like literally just happened off of hustle grind and determination of wanting to be in that business we just did it we didn't we just kind of figured it out as we went i know what you're thinking can one
0: cultivate a bulletproof mindset or do they have to be born with it the answer is as follows we create our own reality want to develop and acquire the mindset techniques to completely revamp your mind alter your perspective see opportunities where you want tap into all your potential, and cultivate confidence on command, CLS Universe, I bring to you for the first time ever, once in a lifetime, the entire Moonshot Masterpiece Experience online course, jam-packed with all the tools and strategies I use to launch CLS into another stratosphere, filled with modules, worksheets, how to tangibly transform into the 2.0 version of yourself, and display your gifts to the world. Very simple. Go to CultivateLastingSymphony.com, tap programs, and then bang, begin your moonshot today. Let's stop acting like we're going to live twice. Thank me later. You dig? Yeah, this hits home to me specifically. I know the audience, 100,000 people so far in, in three months is the podcast launch you are going to love this because like a lot of people, myself included before the pandemic, like even if you're in a good job that's lucrative or you're the boss, so to speak, something inside you just like in your gut, like a fire burns, like you want more, right? Yeah. And like you were not satisfied because it felt like Groundhog's Day. So many people, I think, feel like that, but they don't take that
1: action. Why is that? I, I think people are scared. It's it's like the the um the feeling, the unknown, right? They don't know what to expect. The, the fear. In a lot of, it, I, I was young. It didn't matter. Like I was fearless, right, at right. twenty something years old, right? When people are trying to do this in their thirties and forties, they have a family, they have more responsibility, they have more loans, whatever the case might be. It's a little. It's harder to do it. But I'll tell you what, um, you have. It's it's like. In order to do that, it's like you have to give yourself permission or or you have to just accept this is what I'm going to do. You take action. And I promise, like I've done this so many times now, everything falls in place. It's like you take action and then figure out the details as you go. Right. Because there's never going to I don't care how perfect you think it is, how perfect you think you're going to make it. You're always going to be figuring things out as you go. It's never, ever going to be perfect throughout. 100%.
0: 100%. And for the audience, let me know if you know a good surgeon because you'd have to surgically remove the smile from my face right now. Cause Terry's speaking to my soul and, and it's so true. Like once you make that decision that you want more and you still take action, the seas begin to part, but not a moment before that. So I, I love that you said that. And it's never going to be the look. I'm not a father yet, but it's never the perfect time to be a father to start a business
1: really for anything in life. Right, right. I'll give you an example. So probably about six years ago, I wanted to be in the e-commerce space. Okay. But I just, I, I, I never actually took this step because I was the real estate guy. Like the real estate guy can't do e-commerce. Like you know what I'm saying, and I and I get into this mastermind, and this mastermind was just like opening my mindset up to so many different things, and it really just like allowed me the to, to give myself permission that it doesn't matter what the hell I do, I can do it, and I literally just ripped the bandaid off and just started doing it, and now look at what it's created. It's like it's awesome. It doesn't matter. Like you can find the right people, put the right people in the right seats to do the pieces that need to be done. You don't have to know every part of it. I think everything's a mindset. And I I couldn't agree more with you. Like
0: you needed permission to believe in yourself that you can do it. You've done it before in other industries. So how is this any different? It's really just a mentality when it comes down to it. So good for you. I admire that. And then obviously look at you now, the rest is history with the e-com.
1: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And now we're just growing from there. Now, now I've got bigger goals with e-com trying to, Create 250 people within the next three years, uh, making a million dollars a year in e com uh, semi passively. I mean, they have to pay credit card bills and stuff, but redo everything with the automation. Yeah. And you will. I have no
0: doubt. One thing real quickly, I wanted to touch upon because I heard you say this and it really hit home to me is in regards to hiring and firing, it's the core values. Mm. Like when you're building a company, especially like when it's your baby, like, like I know you have companies and so forth, like, The core values, like even if someone's good at what they're doing, but like they don't have the same vision as you, like at some point, it probably isn't going to be a good fit. So talk a little bit about that. Like, what do you mean by the core values when it comes to hiring
1: and firing? Yeah. So core values are so important. All right. Once like I, I coach a lot of different people and I say to them, look, one of the very first things that you need to do when you're setting up your business, because a lot of people, they come to me and their business is already set up. Their business is already. Uh, going and, 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 moving along, but they're broken, right? They're stuck. They're not, they're not growing. And now they need to start building a team. And I'm like, all right, first thing you need to establish, I've got a hiring course too. And the first thing you need to establish is what are your core values? What is important to you in, in your business? The way you do business, the way you show up, the way you want people to see you, the way you want customers to see you, the where you want your everything, right? So how, what, what is that? What does that look like? Come up with, you know, four to six words. And it doesn't always have to be words. Some people are like, it's a word and it's a meaning. Like mine have a word and a meaning behind them. And, um, and then once you have that, literally everything falls within that. What I mean by that, when you're hiring, like I have six, I've, uh, sorry, I have five core values. And when I'm hiring, if I don't feel like that person sitting in front of me in an interview, fits within all five of those core values, it's an easy no. And if they come on and if they they did fit all those core values, but then all of a sudden some things start slipping and I can't pull them back in and they don't fit inside that box of those five core values, then guess what? They're gone. It's that simple. It makes hiring, firing easy because, look, you've created what these core values are, what this this meaning of how you're going to do business, how you're going to show up is. And if you can't get an entire team to, to, uh, to get onto that, then it's, it's just broken. Right. And then that's how you create culture as well. Like you can't create culture when somebody's in this direction, somebody's over here doing, doing their own thing. And then we've got, you know, a handful of people following the core values.
0: Yeah. My favorite thing, or at least one of them about you is just how structured and systematic you are. It's something that I could definitely relate to. And with what you were just talking about, like for the audience listening, like, well, how is it that simple? Because Terry takes the emotion out of it. Do they have, do they fit into the criteria of his core values or do they not? It's pretty simple when you break it down. It takes the emotion out of the situation. I love that.
1: Yep. Yep. It's literally that simple. It's not, it's, it's not uh what they can do or how they can do it. It's like, do they fit within our company? Because when you have one bad Apple, it's like a disease. Uh, It'll destroy the entire company. Yeah, it'll spread.
0: Yep. Yeah. And also another thing that you say is that you like to run your business like a sports organization. Mm -hmm. That hits home to me too. Tell the audience a little bit about what you
1: mean by that. So a little over a year ago, I started running my business like it's sports, right? And I'm thinking to myself, it just, I don't know, I got, it was like, smacked me in the face one day. I'm like, every sports team has a coach. Not only do they have a coach, but they have assistant coaches. They have a coach for this, that. You think about football. There's a quarterback coach. There's a linebacker coach. There's a uh, strength and conditionings coach. So it's like every single move that you make in the NFL, there's a coach for it, right? There's probably a put on your watch right the right <laughs> way. Coach. You know, who knows? I wouldn't doubt it. But so, But then on top of it, When you've got the, you've got the players, what are they doing, right? They're practicing, 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 practicing. On top of practicing, they're doing what? They're watching film. They're looking at stats. They're talking about what their opponent's going to do. So why don't we run business that exact same way? These are some of the highest paid people on the planet are, are sports figures, right? As individuals, as, you know, working for somebody. So why? Why, why don't we run our businesses like this? Why don't we have coaches for every single piece of our business, like a sales coach? Um, we have a systems coach of this, you know what I mean? And why are we not training? Why are we not practicing? Why are we not, uh, showing different KPIs and metrics in every single piece, square inch of our business? Because if we don't do that, how are we, how are we supposed to get better? Yeah. How, how are we supposed to help empower the next person? You know, it's, 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 when when I started doing this a little over a year ago, it just was a game changer in our business and every single piece of all of our businesses.
0: I love all of this. I had a mutual friend on the CLS Experience recently, Carlos Reyes, and he was talking about KPI also. And a lot of the audience probably has no idea
1: what that is. Explain that. Key performance indicators, metrics. By the way, Carlos is one of my mentors. Oh, really? Love Carlos. Yeah. So I he, uh, I've been in the game a lot longer than him, but they figured out, the marketing acquisition side to a damn T and I, I uh, hired him uh, a few years back. And I'm like, "Give me just the blueprint. I don't need anything else." And basically, he sent me over a drive, and bre- I went to work. That's that's great. With a bunch of bunch of different information. So, key that. performance indicators are your metrics, right? So, when I talk about, let's go back to sports because it's simple to talk about. When you're talking about a quarterback, how many yards that they they threw, how many. Uh, you know, pass rushing, how many rushing yards. Like it's just, it's metrics to show we run all of our business off of KPIs, right? So it's like, again, taking the emotion out, taking the what ifs out. When you have numbers that, like for our marketing, for example, we know that this marketing piece generated this many dollars in this amount of time, there's so many pieces it took, whatever the case, you know, whatever piece of marketing we're doing, we break down every single piece of it. Then we're like, okay, there's the marketing. Now let's take it to the next piece, sales. How many calls did it take to, to generate uh, a solid hot lead or to talk to people? How many people did we talk to to turn it into a hot lead? How many hot leads turn into a sale? How many sales turn into X amount of dollars? Like it just keeps on going. I, I can talk about this all day long. <laughs> it just, it, it never ends. Like every single weekly meeting that we have about financials, I always find another metric to, me- to measure.
0: Yeah. It, it's all, yeah, it's all numbers. It's all data and it all makes, it should make life simpler for us. Take, again, it takes away the emotion. This is what works. This is what doesn't.
1: Right. Right. And this is how you drive your business. You don't drive your business on, Oh, I don't think we've had uh, enough sales this week. Well, what do you mean you don't think? Like what's the data set? Right. And the data tells you when you need to order more marketing, when you can uh, increase your spend, when you can, when you need to decrease your spend, when you need to add more people, everything. Yeah.
0: And no, I love it. Also, another thing that that I that hit home to me personally about you is every day that you wake up, you spend the first hour training.
1: Yeah, no, no, first hour at the office. So, right. so the, that's the first first hour at the office we spend training. Understood on, uh, on something, yeah. So, pri- for the first couple of hours from four forty five to eight thirty, when I leave my house, um, it's me time, right? I'm at the gym working out. Reading, every time. I'm, All that stuff. Yeah, Terry time, like hanging out with my wife, hanging out with my kids, you know, cooking for my kids, all that stuff. But as soon as we get to the office, first hour of the day, training. I'm very
0: selective and strict when using any types of products, period. However, the CLS experience is all about elevating your state and getting the mind right, as it is our biggest asset in life. Something I've incorporated into my life is CBD, specifically Sweat CBD. Just like this podcast, Sweat CBD is all about enhancing your state, designed to optimize your physical and mental well-being. I personally love their products, specifically the oil and the gummies. I've tried a few different CBD brands and products, and to me, this is the most natural feeling. I love their products and what the brand stands for. The founder of Sweat CBD is a dear friend of mine, and she's offering the entire audience, all the listeners, CLS family and universe, a special promo code. Enter CLS C B D at sweatcbd.com. Enjoy. I love you all. So I mean
1: you train your employees? Yeah. So I'll train I'll train my employees on sales, uh, whatever, whatever the case might be. I'll I'll go through, hey, what what's uh what are you struggling with? Um what you know, I'm looking at this data and this data says this. How can we move the number from here to here? Like what do you what's the block? And a lot of it like like we talked about earlier, it's yeah. mindset and hustle. The rest of it's skill. The mindset and hustle is probably this much of it. And the skill is, you know, that last little bit, you know, it's 80% mindset and skill, 20% skill or 80% hustle and drive, 20% skill. So yeah, we, we, will work out and I'll work on one-on-one. We'll do group things. We'll do, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The, role-playing, whatever we have to do to get that person better. And on top of it, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, it's not an ego thing for me. Now I'm like, okay, who else can I bring in to add another layer of coaching and another person? Like they're hearing from me every single day. Like who else? So I'm, I'm starting to bring in other coaches to coach different parts of my team to help them get better.
0: Love that. Yeah. And so essentially, you're sharpening the axe with them every day, going over the tools in the toolbox and so forth. I do this every single day in my life. I do it with my team as well. I think it's one of the most important things. It's like, you know, if you work out and you want to be in good shape, you can't just work out twice a week. Like You have to condition yourself. The mind is no different. You have to sharpen the axe, stay inspired, go over skill sets and so forth. So I love that you do that. I'm sure it makes a huge difference for you guys compared
1: to other companies that don't. Yep, absolutely. And I love that you use the workout thing. I use that analogy all the time. I'll find you know, I look at somebody, I'm like, look at this dude's arms. I'm like, you think that he got that from curling curling one day? Like, <laughs> no, it took years. You had to work that muscle, work that muscle, work that muscle. It's the exact same thing. Conditioning. Every single part of the business. Yeah, conditioning.
0: Yeah. Love all of this. Man. Doesn't just happen. That's it. No, you're right. It's like you said, like you're an overnight success 20 years in the making, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Twenty-four <laughs> years in the making. <laughs> I get it completely, 100%. Another thing that you said that you were the real estate guy, and then you wanted to get into e-com, and now obviously you're crushing it, doing your thing. How long were you thinking about entering that arena
1: before you actually pulled the trigger? Every bit of five years. Wow. Every bit of five years. And it's like, when it finally happened, I'm like, you idiot. Like, (laughs) this wasn't that hard. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't. It's this isn't a, like now. I'm like, if I want to get into the farming business, I, I'll go. I'll just do it. You know, like after I've I've done it once, gone in something completely different, and I figured out it's that simple. Like that, anything can be accomplished. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. No. It's it's so true. Don't decrease the goal. Increase the effort. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure.
1: I love that you say that. Yep. Can anybody apply that? And anybody can apply that. Yeah. Anybody can apply. It's, that's drive, the motivation, like just grind out and do like, that's 80% of business. The rest of it, get a mentor to help you dial in. And it's like, at at first, it's like, you just got to do it. And then all the details and everything else falls into place.
0: Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense to me. I know now you do a lot of also in regards to the other stuff, mentorship. Yes.
1: I right. Do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I ahead. I, I have a mentorship. I teach people. Like my biggest thing now, I used to do one-on-one coaching and it didn't matter anything in the construction, real estate industry whatsoever. And now I've just narrowed it down. I've got a group uh, coaching program on um, marketing acquisition specifically. And it's like how to put, first off, good marketing, good systems, Right then the sales part of it, how to convert. It doesn't matter. You can have the baddest ass marketing, tons of leads coming in, but if you can't close deals, it's never going to convert into dollars, right? So it's like that hustle and drive at first of creating, getting everything right on the marketing side, the system side, closing deals, locking down deals, lo- turn them into dollars. Now how do we expand and turn this hustle into an actual business because that's what all real estate is. Real estate is a big freaking hustle, It's, to me, it's no different than drug dealing, only it's legal, right? It's just, it's just, you're slinging houses, slinging this, and then it's the exact same thing. And you start all over again. It's just, it's a big hustle. And a lot of people get stuck in this industry as being a one man operation and don't know how to grow, how to expand. And it's like, if something happens to them or they want to take a vacation, guess what? Their entire business stops. So, so I'd like to teach people how to turn this into a business. Yeah. And it's funny that
0: you, you now you're just solely focusing on this because you have such a diversified portfolio, like connecting the dots, looking backward now like with all the, all the stuff that you've done throughout your career and so forth. But this is the one specifically that you're most passionate about right now.
1: Yep. Marketing and sales, I think is number one by far, the biggest part of any single business whatsoever. So if you get those two right and then you can build teams and build a business, then. All, all the rest just like, there's just so many other things that fall into place. We talk about metrics. We talk about it's it systems, like all those different pieces, but it starts off with the market acquisitions.
0: Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. What's the most valuable lesson that you learned once you finally put your ego aside, so to speak, and started having mentors and entering masterminds and so forth?
1: Uh, I would, that's what I was going to say. Like the most valuable lessons is, uh, is knowing that you don't have to figure out everything yourself and, and, and put yourself in front of these people. Like even now, I'll give you an example. Like I just went to an event, Carlos's event as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, I do that to get in front of, of more people and, and just get myself out there and learn more things about other people and more like, I just have a conversations You'll get one more nugget, or maybe I meet somebody that I can connect with and, uh, do business with. So it's just like, don't thinking, not thinking that I can do everything myself, ask for help, ask for mentors and don't think twice about it. When you can find somebody that's doing what you want to be doing at a high level, like it does, the dollar amount doesn't matter.
0: No. And the jokes on us, if we don't take advantage of that, that wisdom and experience. And I love that you are starting your family over your daughter with a mentorship at 17 years old and so forth. How much do you look or, or how much around do you invest just on, on a
1: yearly basis in personal development? So up until, up until this year, I used to say I, I invest a little better than six figures a year. I'll do over double that this year. And you're proud of it. I am. One of my mentors alone is over six figures a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. That's great. It was, it was actually pretty scary making that move because I've never invested that much into myself or somebody else. And it wasn't that I didn't trust them. It was like, can I keep up with this person? Am I going to be able to uh implement everything that they are, are needing me to do to be this better version of myself? Yeah. So yeah, I, I ripped the, ripped the bandaid off and we went in and, um, it's been a, it's been a good decision so far.
0: Yeah. And just to be clear, like to the audience, like Terry's goal is to double what he's already in spending on investing in himself because there's no better investment than one can make. There's no better bet that someone can make than on themselves. Absolutely love your mentality. What do you prefer better? Like the mentorship on a one-on-one basis or entering the masterminds with more of a, like a networking group type of
1: feel? hands-down group masterminds really Um, one so it's it it depends on what it is if it's about some type of of uh, skill trade um that type of thing group right because i'm going to learn so much more from many different minds than just one if it's something like life um just that that really inner connection soul working then it's got to be one-on-one yeah. You can't do that in a group setting.
0: No, it's not intimate enough. I get yeah. that. Yeah. I know that not only do you teach your employees and so forth and, and your team in regards to Sharpen the
1: Axe, but you're a big reader yourself. How often do you read? So I do mostly audio books. Me too. Because I like to kill two birds with one stone. Likewise. I go to the gym and I and I read, right? Yeah, I get right. more excited about reading than I do going to the gym. Like That's what gets me to the gym more, more times than, than none. But yeah, I love reading.
0: Yeah. I'm the same exact way. Like when I go on my long runs, I'm I'm training for a marathon right now in Chicago. Like I'll bang out two hours of a great book. And it's unbelievable. I get to sharpen the ax while I'm on a run. Unbelievable. It's You stay
1: so focused too. Yeah. People are like, oh, I don't know how to focus while I'm working out, reading a book. I, I just start going, my mind goes up everywhere. Like it's, again it's it your arms didn't get to be this big off of one weight. Like you have to work that muscle, but when you can work it and you can get honed in like that. That's it. I'm yeah, going to be What time do you wake up every day, Terry? 445. Without fail. Without fail. Monday through Friday, Saturdays. I'll, I'll, I I'll might sleep until about six. That's sleeping in for you. That is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sleeping. Sleep no, sleep sleep.
0: nah, me too. I get like, FOMO, if I sleep in that I, I, cause I like to wake up early because I have a psychological advantage and I have an edge on the world. Cause I'm up a little right. bit earlier, you know, doing my thing. And if I sleep in, I feel like I lose that edge if I sleep late. I'm not suggesting that to the audience, so to speak, on a Saturday, Sunday, but that's how I feel. It seems like you're the same way.
1: Oh, for sure. Like there's been a couple of times, like a couple of times a year that I'll, I'll, I'll sleep to like 730. I'll wake up like, pissed off. What did I miss? I'm like <coughs> rushing. And and that's one thing I like. I like my, the only part of the day to go slow is the morning. I like yeah. to kind of flow into my day and then just go. Yeah. I, I love that. And I was recently in
0: LA. I was actually seeing our mutual friend Dave Meltzer and some other people about three weeks ago. And like, I would wake up at five there, but it was eight back in East coast. It's like, yeah, well, been a, a whole day already back there. So You gotta, I guess you gotta get used to that if you're on the West Coast.
1: It's so true. It's so true.
0: Yeah. Terry, aside from Carlos, who I love also, who are some other of your mentors or even just who are some inspirations to you, people that you sharpen the axe to to get you excited over the years?
1: Yeah. Some of the, I mean, a lot of them are are smaller name one on one type of people, but I mean, so honestly, like somebody I met uh, uh, many years ago, which is going to sound funny is, um, I met him when he was at an event and he's standing out in the hallway and nobody was near him. And I'm like, I'm taking advantage of it. Frank Cardone. Can you imagine him? Like this is before he was as big as he is now. And I remember just going over and, and sitting talking with him and um got a lot out of him in just a short amount of time, just just that mind, the way that mind works, and I ended up buying like every single one of his books, reading them like twice each. And uh the next day at the event he he came and sat down and I'm sitting there talking with somebody that morning. I turn around sitting Grant Cardone sitting next to me for like the next three hours. So he was he was a big uh inspiration for me in in drive and motivation and sales and just never giving up and being obsessed and
0: Oh, yeah, he's got that curse or a gift or a curse that you and I have being obsessed. I just had his wife on, on the sale experience a couple of weeks back, Elena, and she has yeah. that same mentality They're, Look, a lot of people have an opinion about Grant, but one thing you can't deny is that he's relentless. He's obsessed. And, you know, it takes a maniacal drive to achieve the type of success that he has. And you got to respect that.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Which one of his books is the best? be obsessed be be average or 10 X. I mean, I think that the, the they're both the same book. They just, one flows into the next. Okay. Because I could use a new book when
0: I'm, when I'm done with my next one. So it's good to know. Yep. Yep. If everything that you've been through and all the success, and obviously I know it doesn't go up in a straight line as an entrepreneur, there's ups and downs. What do you think the most important character trait is that you could suggest to the audience to really push through adversity and overcome obstacles that will inevitably come our way?
1: Character trait. Is, uh, s- stay humble, stay humble and wholesome. And just, you know, there's, there's, there's times where you feel like you're on top of the world and it's so hard to just kind of pull your, your inner self down. But I'll tell you what, just staying humble just keeps you on a, as straight of a path as possible. Yeah. It doesn't not, doesn't, I, I, I didn't used to be. But like it's even hard for me today to be humble, right? It's hard for a lot of people to be humble. In, a, in the past, when I was a kid, I was not any bit of that, and I saw where it got me. I understand. Completely.
0: Sometimes you have to go through some stuff to kind of learn that lesson. Unfortunately, it's just life, but I totally hear you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love all this, my friend. You have so much to offer in regards to the mentoring because you, you, I feel like you've had so many different careers, like you've dabbled in and had success in, in so many different fields. For the audience listening, if they wanted to work with you, what's the best way? How, how's the best way to go about that?
1: Well, two things I want to say to that is one, uh, all social, Terry Thayer, II, um, II is on the second. So like Roman numeral two, Terry Thayer, II and all social. And then also I've got an event coming up in September. In, uh, in, uh, this one's actually in Cancun. I just came from Cancun. Yes. In Cancun. Uh, we're shooting. My goal is to have a minimum of 500 people there. We have probably the most ridiculous speaker lineup in real estate investing history. Um, it's a week long event. It's and, your event. Uh, my event. Yeah. That's it's great. The year that I've done this. Love well, it. It's actually should be year number six. Last year we had to skip because of COVID. Uh, but every September I do this. So it's September 11th through September 18th. Is, uh, is a, is a time that like we can all come and hang out and get to know each other and, and network and not just myself, but talking about Carlos. Carlos is going to be there. Uh, we got Ryan Pineda, Max Maxwell. Um, uh, Kong is going to be there. Tim Bratz. We've got a a bunch of big names going to be like the Avengers with that lineup. I know, right? (laughs) And, and, uh, and then another way to get to, Know me another way and what my business and what we, what we do in our businesses. I'm getting ready to, uh, launch a book that, uh, I actually, someone just took it off my desk. Otherwise I'd show you. I just ordered my, uh, my sample copies due to final, final edits and I've got congratulations, a bunch brother. Bunch of people marking it up for me and I'm marking it up and we're going to final send it in for final, final edits and it's going to be, uh, go time and we'll, we'll get that launched in here in the next few weeks. It'll be on Amazon.
0: I know what you're thinking. You're asking yourself, how's this guy's hair on such fire? How is it so nice and thick? I want to tell you about the hottest hair styling product line. The brand is called Ryan Scott. I've been using this styling cream and shampoo and conditioner for about a year now, and I can tell you it's absolutely on fire. There's a few things that set it apart from the competition. Number one, the smell is amazing. It's a fresh fragrance of aloe, cucumber, and grapefruit. When I'm working out or on a run, the product doesn't irritate me. In fact, it's invigorating. These products can take you from the bench to the boardroom. Ryan Scott, the founder, is a dear friend of mine, and we're offering exclusively the CLS Universe, a special promo. Enter code CLS. Thank me later. Terry, is this your first book?
1: It is my first book.
0: Let me just ask you, you know, let me pick your brain for a second. Yeah. Was it tough to get the juices going in terms of the direction for your first book? Like, have you been thinking about this for a while or did you kind of just hit the ground running? I've been writing this book for six years. Okay, it answers the question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been writing this damn book for six years and I didn't know how to expand it to really show off my personality on in words, right? Because I'm not a writer by any means. So I hired a ghostwriter or copywriter, to help me expand it, like make it better. And that went to a certain point. And then I, I ended up hiring uh another person. And he he him and his team just literally like nailed it. Absolutely. I went from hating it to absolutely loving it. And I'm I'm proud to uh to put this product out there.
0: I'm so happy to hear that and I care for the world to hear it. And it's so funny because like with me, like everything that I've done since I launched CLS, it's been like Okay. Make a decision and then just attack and obviously strategize and so forth. But when it comes to the book, which, uh, which is, you know, one of the lanes in the 10 lane highway that I'm coming at the world with, it's been the only thing that, that I've been so challenged with to get started because you, you, you can't really force it. Like, you have to, at least in my opinion, like you
1: have to be inspired. So to hear you just say that makes you feel a little bit better. So just like I've said in everything else, and and again, it's like you figure things out as you go, you can hire a coach for everything, even writing a book. Yeah. So now that I know how easy it is working with this person, I've got uh, my business partner is writing a book. His is 75% done. Uh, I've got another book that as soon as his is done, I'm going to jump on, on mine with this person. And then I'm going to jump on another one. I've got two more books in my head right now that I'm getting ready to do, but they literally break it out for you and, and, help you expand the whole thing and interview you and you, you have to write out certain things. I mean, it just makes it so much easier.
0: Is this guy only like in the specific criteria that you want to write about or he he could do
1: anything, anything, any books, share the contact with both me, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, I'm definitely going to send it to you. His name is Mike. Uh, I, I don't want to butch his last name. It's Mike. Fale, I think how do you say it? M-I-K-E. I'm looking at my contacts right here. F-A-L-L-E-T, how do you say it? Filet? Filet. Filet, yeah, Mike Filet. And uh yeah, I'll send you his uh his contact. It's awesome. I love it. He's amazing. I'm proud of you, buddy. That's a group that's a big
0: accomplishment. I can't wait for the world to hear it.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: And and for the audience listening, you can find Terry on Instagram or Facebook, like he just said, the CLS audience is very engaging. If you guys absolutely loved the conversation, hit up Terry, shoot him a DM. He's very friendly. He won't bite, correct? No, I don't bite. Not, not, (laughs) not often. I love it. Terry, I had so much fun today. I told you to make it different and we manufacture magic and we absolutely did that. And I just want to say to you, my friend, you don't shy away from your challenges as they've shaped you. It's something I find very relatable and liberating. You are the definition of resilience, grit, and heart, from grinding and hustling as a contractor to becoming a real estate mogul and now applying your experience to the world of e-com. You continue to transition and transform, and you are exactly what being an entrepreneur is all about. I can personally guarantee your best is yet to come. You're someone I admire, I appreciate, I respect very much. This is absolutely just the beginning of our relationship, and this will not be the last time that you and I collaborate.
1: can't wait to meet you up there in
0: uh, Manhattan. I would love that. You coming out here anytime soon? I'm going to have to make a point.
1: <laughs> we got to meet up. I have personalities. I love it. Now now that it's getting warmer, we can do it. I can't go up there in the cold. <laughs> 100% understood. Yep, yep. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.
0: Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS the YouTube channel, Craig Siegel, and our website, CultivateBlastingSymphony.com, where you could sign up for our email blast with all free trainings on all of our content.
1: The best is yet to come.